So when I fight, I don't really usually like uh, research about my opponent much, but I, I just hear little stuff. But when I fight, um, it, it's just it's just the same thing for me. Like every other opponent, you just have to bring your A game. You have you just have to train hard, and then just uh when you're when you're in the cage, just put everything out. Doesn't matter what happens after what the result is, as long as you know, as 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 a mixed martial artist, you you progress. I mean, you're better than how you were before. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 23 of the Great Canadian BJJ Show. I am your host, Josh Presley. Today I'm joined by a high-level MMA fighter out of Halifax BJJ and a community nurse, Rob Robles. We talked about his upcoming MMA fight at Fight League Atlantic 2, October 16th, how martial arts have helped him in different aspects of life, from bullying to obesity, growing up in the Philippines, the risk he took moving to Canada to pursue martial arts and advance his nursing career, 12, balancing 12-hour 12 shifts with his training schedule, along with one of the best self-defense stories ever told on the podcast. We can learn a lot from Rob's hard work ethic and positive attitude. If you're enjoying the show and you want to support, please subscribe wherever you're listening, leave a review if you're on Apple Podcasts, share this episode with someone else, or just go ahead and follow me on Instagram and YouTube at PresleyBJJ, where I'm always posting new content. You can also check out my online courses at PresleyBJJ.teachable.com. Now let's get into the show. So today, my guest is one of my students and one of my training partners at Halifax BJJ. He's currently a two-stripe blue belt, and he's got a big fight coming up October 16th in Moncton, New Brunswick at Fight League Atlantic 2, Robert Angelo Robles. Hi, good evening, everyone. How you doing today, brother? Did you uh, were you able to get any training in yet today? Yeah, I did this morning. This morning, tell uh, us uh, tell us what you did. What uh, I mean, I I know I was uh, actually there teaching the class, <laughs> but for those who might not know, uh, talk about the the training that you did this morning. Uh, so this morning, uh, we did a lot of leg locks and the escape from leg locks because uh, uh, from what I saw, like uh, from the like last competition that that I joined, I mean. Uh, to complete in the absolute, I mean, most of the people are doing leg lock. So when I when I noticed that, like the difference, so I'm like, okay, I want to learn leg locks. I want to learn the defense. And good thing, like it's Thursday, so we're doing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so yeah, Thursdays it's Thursday now. I teach a lot of leg locks, and if I if I remember correct, Rob, I think when you first kind of joined Halifax BJJ, I don't think it was really a big part of your game am i right with the leg locks yeah it wasn't really that big with the leg locks like most people are like uh more focused on the the basics like the chokes the arm bars and yeah most 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 of it was the basics but not like nowadays like everybody's but no that's uh that's awesome man and i think leg locks sometimes it becomes like a secret weapon or like kind of something you can kind of whip out of your back pocket like if you're if, if the time is, is right. And I think it can be really useful and it's, it's cool to see you building those skills. Like now, maybe, maybe a year ago or, or something, I could have got you with a, with a heel hook or something. But now, as soon as I go mm -hmm. for it, you're doing the correct defense. Like you, you, you know, you know, leg locks now it's not, it's not like they're foreign to you. Yeah. I mean, I've been working on my leg locks too. It's something you enjoy now. Yeah. It's something that I enjoy. So tell us a little bit more about your training camp for your fight that you have coming up how many sessions a week are you putting in how much grappling are you doing versus striking an mma tell someone that would uh, maybe just kind of be coming in as a fan like what what this training camp has been like for you uh the training camp has been uh really uh, good to me i mean with the help of all the coaches uh i mean if i'm i'm working like uh like on my uh short week uh, I'm just going to work two two days a week, so mostly I'm I'm at the gym mornings and evenings, and then in between that I do like uh, weight weight weightlifting training. So I just do that by myself. But uh, uh, I, mostly in the mornings I do like uh, the just jujitsu, and then in in the evenings uh, I get a lot of help from all the other coaches like Sebastian and Chris. Like they help me with the stand up and the wrestling too. Yeah, that's awesome. Who are, who are some of your main trainers? Jin, uh, he's uh, an instructor, purple belt at Halifax BJJ. Are you getting yeah. some of the rounds in with with uh, Chris Kalades as well? 
Oh yeah, um, he's he's the one that teaches me most of the wrestling and then like uh, the setups from stand up to the ground. I mean, he's always there. I mean, he's helping helping me out a lot with a uh, with a uh, with the game plan and everything. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And uh, were you able to get some training in with with uh, Sunny as well? Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, Sunny, Sunny too. He helps me out with a. Uh, he pitches into like and then uh, like. Like right now, uh, I got Jericho helping me out. So there's a lot of people helping me out with with uh for this train uh for the fight upcoming fight. I mean, uh and it's uh it's really good um uh people coming in just uh, uh helping me out with the with the training and everything because I don't want to uh move from one gym to another. I just want to stay on uh one gym and train there for the whole fight camp. Yeah, and that's the great thing about especially about Halifax BJJ. How would you describe your fighting style? Uh, I feel like my fighting style evolved in the past years because uh, when I started mixed martial arts, I really loved the stand-up game. I mean, that's my, my that's my go-to thing like boxing, uh, Muay Thai. But nowadays that I like, I just came back to like uh, mixed martial arts. Uh, I feel like the ground game. I'm 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 back to like learning a lot more. I mean, the all the process, all this, uh, all the the complicated moves like on the on the ground i mean it just gives me another level of excitement so i feel like uh i i still have i still have the i i i'm uh for me i'm a uh like i have both the stand-up and the ground game and i just need to work more on my wrestling on the takedown so that's what i'm trying to learn more right now i mean I've been reading. I've been reading books and trying uh, on different takedowns and trying to apply them during training. So it helps a lot. Like all the knowledge that I that uh, that I learn from like watching videos or reading books. I mean, I try to apply it every every training. Nice. That's cool. What what kind of books are you reading about wrestling? I'm curious about that. Uh, I just I just had like I just picked one. It's from the library, like the wrestling wrestling drill book by. Uh, uh bill welker uh j- just the these has like 150 like uh like technical and tactical drills I, i'm just i'm just starting to read it and then most of the takedowns because i'm because I, I now i love like uh doing st- stand up while while like uh, ha- rolling with someone so i want to start from standing up because i think it helps me a lot and then everything that i learn i try to apply it during uh during the rolls yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure that stuff definitely helps a lot. And I'm sure too, I mean, I've obviously got to train with you quite a bit and you know, you're, you're obviously a very dedicated student, but I would say for your style too, you're definitely, you're definitely a high energy, high energy guy. Like you're working really hard in the gym, even when people are gone, like you said, you'll be, you'll be working out after or drilling after and you're, you're, you're quite aggressive too. Like you really get after it when you go out there, like for jiu-jitsu, I saw you compete last weekend. You were, you were going after the submission the whole time. Has mm-hmm. that always, is that just kind of in your, in your nature? Were you always kind of aggressive going after submission or, or going after the finish? Or is that something you feel like you have to work on? Um, I feel like uh, when, like when, when I started like uh, in the Halifax BJJ, I was just really going against, like I'm using my strength and my speed. So I just keep on, uh, I think in my head, like, I'm not even thinking about the point system or anything. I just want to go for the submissions. But as as the year went uh, went by, I feel like uh, in, incorporating being technical and everything uh, with the uh, with this strength and speed. I mean, it it made it made me better as uh, for myself. It made me better as a jujitsu uh, practitioner. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, and it's it's cool to see you kind of bringing everything together now. And I think your jiu-jitsu is just just getting better and better. So, so yeah, it's awesome. And I'm I'm excited to see you see you go out and get out there. And your opponent for this one is Matt Harnish at a Grand yeah. MMA. Do you know much about him or his style? Like, do you know if he's a striker or a grappler? Or does that does that matter to you? Or what what do you think about it? Uh, I only uh, I've heard that he's a kickboxer, but I'm I'm. Because uh, when I fight, I don't really usually like uh, research about my opponent much. But I, I just hear little stuff. But when I fight, um, it it's just it's just the same thing for me. Like every other opponent, you just have to bring your A game. You have you just have to train hard, and then 
just uh, when you're when you're in the cage, just put everything out. Doesn't matter what happens after what the result is, as long as you know, as 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 a mixed martial artist, you you progress. I mean, you're better than how you were before. Yeah, I think that's a great attitude, man. And I think I think sometimes it's good. It, it depends on the type of person that you are, I think. But sometimes I think people can kind of like do too much research on their opponent and yeah. say, say if they have like a good like. I don't know, like a good guillotine and they see all these videos of them choking their opponents out, they're going to be like, Oh crap, I'm, I got to worry about this guillotine. And they can sometimes kind of almost hold you back. Or if you go, yeah. and you don't know anything about the guy, maybe you'll just blast a double leg on him and take him down. But I think mm -hmm. you can kind of, you can over research. As yeah. Well. If you, I feel like if you research more about your opponent, you, you tend to worry a lot more about the, the fight rather than, uh just knowing the simple or basic stuff about your opponent that's it so when you get in the cage you just know that he's good at stand up so you'll you'll try your best to to do whatever it takes to to get that w so yeah no i think that's the that's a great attitude to have and just really um improving yourself more so than, than trying to like specifically beat that opponent is that a philosophy that you've always had in martial arts? Like who did you kind of look up to, to kind of, uh, who, who did you admire in MMA or, or in martial arts? Like when you were young uh, into it? Like, uh, I, when I was on, I, I really loved like how Anderson Silva and Chuck Liddell, I grew up watching them. So I feel like, uh, for the stand up, Chuck Liddell was, uh, when I was young, he was the one that I looked up to. And then, like Anderson Silva until now he still fights I mean does boxing but the his philosophy like how humbly he is when he's fighting I mean he doesn't talk trash and then he just he just goes out there and perform and then at, at the end of the day like he respects everyone that that he fights I mean that's I mean that's the kind of uh, people I look, look up to in mixed martial arts yeah it's almost like a real reminds me of like the like bruce lee bruce lee kind of philosophy like he's uh, that, yeah. that's i see in anderson silva so this uh, this fight's coming up october 16th fl uh tell people what weight you're fighting at and then tell them just a little bit more about the process because a lot of people may not go through like weight cutting do you have to cut weight what weight are you now if you don't mind telling us or maybe you can tell us what weight you were when you started camp tell us if you're if you do have to cut what that process might look like Tell us about mm -hmm. the the weight that you're fighting at. So uh, I'm fighting at 145 pounds. Uh, when I started the fight camp like a um, month and a half ago, like uh, I was around 161, 162 pounds. But uh, right now I'm around 100, 151 in the mornings, and then when I eat around 153. So uh, the for me, because uh, the the cutting weight, it's uh it's not really that hard for me because i'm not i'm not the i'm not the tallest fighter so i'm not i'm not a tall fighter i'm like uh five five and a half so uh cutting weight for me cutting weight for me down to 145 i mean that's that's the weight that i fought before when i was in the philippines so i think like uh for me for around my height that's just the uh normal weight weight that i uh usually fight around 130 135 to 145 Oh, okay. That's interesting. And I was, uh, just, uh, look, looking through some of your older pictures, but it looked like you were, were you a little bit bigger before than you are now? Like, were you bigger than 160 or is that is kind of, is, is that as big as you get? No, I went up to 220 pounds. Oh, wow. So I've, I've, I've battled obesity too. Like, uh, for the past, like, uh, I think, uh, almost five, six years, like of, not doing anything, not training, just letting go of myself. I mean, that was, uh, for me, the darkest phase, uh, uh, of my life. Cause, uh, I just, I just kind of let go of myself. So I went up to 220 pounds. I lost, uh, like, uh, when I came here at like, uh, 2018 of April, I was still around 215 pounds at that time. Oh, wow. That's, uh, that's crazy, man. So was it martial arts that kind of light lit that spark for you and kind of started getting you into shape or what, what was the deal there? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, it was both work and, uh, uh, I came here for like, as, uh, as a student. So I, I came here for school and then work and then martial arts too. Cause, uh, 
back in Ontario when I uh, I had like three jobs back in uh, when I still went to school at Niagara Falls. So after school, I go to one one job. Then after that, uh, the most interesting uh, uh, story I had about martial arts is when I went to a boxing gym in uh, in Niagara Falls. I didn't have, I mean, I just started, so I just had like. 2500 on my pocket and I don't want to I don't want to like spend money at that time because I'm I'm in a different country and I don't know I don't know what to expect so I just went to a boxing gym and then because of for my dedication of martial arts I asked them if I could train with them and then if I have to clean the gym just or pay like like just 15 20 percent and then clean the whole gym after if they would allow me so I could train and then good thing they did allow me to do it. So instead of paying like 75 bucks, I just pay like 20 bucks and then I clean the gym every after uh, training. So that that's besides the work, three work, wow. three jobs and being at school. So yeah, I mean, everything helped because uh, I didn't have any family. So I had to work hard. Wow, that's, I definitely noticed that about you that you're, you know, you're a hard worker and I, that's, that's crazy. I didn't, I didn't know that stuff about you, but, but yeah, I think you definitely carry that with you into martial arts. You're definitely a guy to me that seems like you kind of leave no stone unturned and you're just, you're going to do, you're going to put the work in. You're not going to, you're not going to be lazy. Yeah. I mean, uh, martial arts, uh, martial arts helped me in life because uh, whatever I apply, whatever I do in mixed martial arts, I try to apply it in life too. Like all the struggles, all the, like, uh, especially when sometimes I'm almost like, I'm, um, somebody gets me in a choke. I don't tap right away. I find ways to try to escape before. I mean, tapping is the last, the last option. But I try to find ways to escape as much as possible. So that's how I, 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 I apply it in life. Like, I, I, no matter what problems I, I, I experience, I try to like solve it. I mean even to the last possible uh, solution, I try to, I, I try to fix it. Cause uh, I just don't want to give up in everything easily. Yeah, no, that's, that's why martial arts is so great. You were kind of getting into a little bit about how you lived in Ontario and, and now you're obviously training in, in Halifax. Tell us a little bit about where you grew up. Were you into any sports or were you athletic as a kid? Uh, yeah. Um, uh, started uh, back in the Philippines. Cause uh, it was a, uh, it was a, I had like a average life, like in the Philippines. Uh, we had, or like my mom and dad had their business. So it's, it's a newspaper business. So we had a lot, uh, we had a lot of like uh, vendors too. So that works for us back in the Philippines. So I grew up like kind of uh, like a terminal. So that's why I, the, the first time I, the first time I've, was uh i got into a fight i mean was it when i was nine years old because uh i don't it just happens back in the streets in the philippines i mean you you can't really avoid it so that's that's the first time when i got a black eye that i told myself i have to learn martial arts and then at school too when i was younger i was bullied a lot so uh that's the other reason why i i took up uh mixed martial arts when i was i think I was sixth grade. Yeah, I was uh, bullied a lot. So I took up mixed martial arts. And then after that, when everybody knew about uh, that I, I did mixed martial arts, I mean, all the bullying just stopped. I mean, so that's why I felt like uh, martial arts is, is the sport. And every time I'm, every time I feel like uh, I'm in a bad spot or bad place in life, I, I just turn to mixed martial arts. Uh, the first one was, uh, I had karate. That was the first martial arts that I, I learned when I was young, like around, I think I, I was around, uh, nine, nine years old or 10 at that time. Okay, cool. And was that popular in the Philippines? Like, or what, what was, uh, was, is boxing popular there? What's, what's the more po popular martial arts in Philippines? Uh, at that at uh, that time yes uh it was it was popular like karate taekwondo but as the years went by like when manny pacquiao like uh uh went to uh went really famous so uh 
boxing was the main uh the main uh sport boxing and basketball but boxing is the main sport when Pacquiao like uh was really uh in his stardom so and then like but the difference there is I see because I worked with a lot of boxers I mean most of the like most of the fighters in the Philippines they do that because they don't it's not really that they love the sport they do that because they want to they want to like um that that's the only way that they could get money and uh get food to their family put food on the table so that's why i really respect how how like uh how, how boxers from like uh, uh other countries like uh try their best and work really hard what was the martial art i just know from uh the, the fla kind of the promo video i don't i don't uh know the name of it but you you called it the dance of death what's that martial art yeah uh it's uh yaoyan it's in our language it's called uh sayaw ng kamatayan which means the dance of death uh it's it's like muay thai it's like the art of eight limbs um you use uh, like elbows uh knees kicks and then punches but we have the like the spinning back fist or the main um main thing that they use for that martial arts and the we call it the hammer punches instead of calling it hammer punches like we call it the bolo punches because uh, bolo it's like a big big uh, knife or a machete that they they use for cutting leaves so that's how it like uh, portrays like cutting leaves so that's how you try to throw that punch it portrays of how you cut through leaves so that's the main uh, that was the first that's the first martial arts that i like uh, that that i started and then like I just fell in love with the sport after that. So what age would you have been when you were doing this martial art? Uh, same when I did boxing around like uh, 14, 15. Uh, okay, cool. And then what do you remember when you did your first kind of official jiu-jitsu class or how old you would have been or what the class was like or who taught it? Do you remember much about your first jiu-jitsu class? Uh, yes, I did. Cause, uh, it's, it was, uh, it was already with the, the Yao Yan. Uh, they, they already, they also taught like jujitsu at that time, but it was the no gi. Cause, uh, we didn't have, uh, we didn't really use the, like the gi at that time. So it was the stand up. And then like, um, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, we did stand up and Tuesday, Thursdays, we did, uh, like jujitsu. Uh, I, yeah, when I did jujitsu at that time, I was really confused how it worked, like, but when uh when the years pass by, I'm like, oh yeah, it does really work. I mean, uh when you apply it, when you apply it with uh when you try to roll with someone and you do the like the guillotine or the rear naked choke, I'm like, uh at that young of the of an age, like fourteen, fifteen, I was like, oh yeah, this all this stuff does really work. I thought it was just on the TV and all that, but uh that's why I fell in love with the process. I fell in love with the like. Uh, how every how how you do every move i mean it's just uh for me it's just mesmerizing yeah 100 percent. so you got you were doing some martial arts training in the philippines when you were a teenager so how did you end up i i believe it was somewhere in ontario was it niagara that you ended up at how did you end up there uh because um I was uh I took up nursing in the Philippines, so I went uh after I graduated, I I worked in the, as a community nurse, so that's when I stopped all the training, and then I felt like uh like being a nurse back in the Philippines, you don't really get a lot, so most of the nurses uh, try to come to like Australia, New Zealand, or Canada, try to move to other try to migrate to other countries because uh, they know they'll have a better future there. So after two years of uh, working in the Philippines as a nurse, I'm like, uh, I want to try something else. I want to be more uh, independent. I want to live on my own. So I tried to apply for, uh, I mean, I just tried to apply for it. And then uh, after like two, three months, I got my, like, I got everything accepted. I got accepted from school. So I told myself, uh, well, I'm, I might as well take the risk. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to be comfortable in, in, in living my life right now. Cause uh, this is what I have. And I just want to stay here. I want to, I want to take the risk and uh, I want to do something better with my life. So that's why I, I grabbed the opportunity. And then I, I went to Ontario and uh, uh, took up the palliative nursing.
Awesome. So you were, and it was Niagara that you moved to? Uh, yeah, Niagara. So, and you were able to, you, you said you were able to train some martial arts there because you were, you were helping them out, cleaning the gym and they were charging yeah. you maybe just a little bit of money. So what happened ended up with you in Halifax? Uh, so I was, I went to school there for a year and then, uh, and most of the friends that were from, uh, were that were from like the same school that I was, they moved here to Halifax, Nova Scotia, because uh, I've heard that uh, doing, uh, it's easier to get the papers if you want to stay in Canada for good rather than in, the, uh, in Ontario, because uh, like sometimes they just do it by uh, draw by lots rather than going to like Nova Scotia. If you apply for the uh like the provincial nominee program i mean you could uh, it'll be quicker and you you, you that's uh you have uh like maybe 80 to 100 percent chance that you you'll stay in canada so after i did the one-year course in ontario i just uh i didn't even think twice i don't know i just moved to nova scotia and in halifax and uh i i got a job here as a cca so I'm like, uh, maybe everything happens for a reason. Yeah, I, I think you're right, man. And I think a lot of people would find that interesting that you, that you're an MMA fighter, but you also work as a nurse. Do you get people ever commenting or mentioning that to you? Like, it's kind of, you're kind of balancing kind of almost the opposites of taking care of people and training MMA, which is damaging to, I mean, obviously our own bodies, but other people's bodies too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot of people would comment about it because how I work in the healthcare, be, be a nurse. And then at the same time on, on the side, like uh, I do mixed martial arts. I mean, it's a complete opposite, but for me, I find the balance in it because uh, working in the healthcare, like especially nowadays uh, where uh, we're always short. And um, I mean, it's, it's not the, it's not the best days to work in healthcare right now. Uh, like, uh, it's for me, it's, I mean, it's, it's one of the hardest, like, uh, like they try even trying to balance my schedule and everything. Uh, I, I just try my best, like after work, if I have to get in the gym and then train, I just think about like, uh, uh, not getting too tired. Cause, uh, I mean, it is stressful, like working a 12 hour shift and, Sometimes you can't even sit for like 10, 15 minutes because uh, you always have to be walking around and taking care of people. And then at the same time doing mixed martial arts after. I mean, that's why people, uh, other people that I work with, they always tell me, are you crazy? Why do you not rest? Why do you not, uh, I mean, why do you not like uh, take a rest like after work? I'm like, I mean, this is what I love. love. And then if um if I'm tired at work, then when I get into the gym, I just uh, release everything there. I mean, mixed martial arts is the only thing that would help me uh, get everything straight. Like without it, I I don't know. It, it would be for for myself. I'd be really uh, I wouldn't feel well if uh, without mixed martial arts right now, like mentally, physically. Oh, one hundred percent. I think the same same thing. I think if I don't know what I would have done if I would have had to go through all of this COVID times without being able to train martial arts, I, I would go crazy if I'm not able to train. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's hard. Cause, uh, I feel like, um, martial arts really helps you a lot, like discipline, balance, everything in life. Uh, that's why people keep on, uh, telling me, are you not like, or asking me, are you not tired? Like, uh, after work? I'm like, no, not really. I mean, that's a place of quiet time for me. That's a place uh, when I go in the gym. It's a, it's different how people take it, but for me, that's a place where I get peace. That's a place where I get, uh, I feel at peace. So, I think I, 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 I think about it that way. So that, that's why every, every time I'm at the gym, I'm really not. I don't feel tired. Everyone asks me, "Are you tired?" No, I'm not tired. I just want to be here. I just want to train. I just want everything out. So yeah, it helped me a lot, especially uh, Halifax BJJ. I mean, it helped me a lot for the past years that I've been here in Canada with without anyone. So that's why I'm really thank, thankful for it. Yeah. And I mean, obviously it's, it's awesome to see you at the gym as one of the students and it's, you know, you're a, you're an awesome training partner. You're, you're a great role for you, you have a great role with, with everyone, you know, no matter what the level of the person is at the gym. And 
another thing people might not know, but you actually competed recently. It's actually would have been last last weekend right now. We're in uh, yeah. September. But, um, you know, a lot of people, if they were training for a fight, they, they wouldn't want to take on like an extra challenge of a, of a competition, especially one mm. where this, this rule set, it was kind of like a anything goes and you did anything goes. Yeah. You yeah. did your weight class and you did well. And you also did the open weight. So what was the, what was the motivation for that? Was it just kind of another chance to, to kind of sharpen your skills or what made you want to compete in jiu-jitsu? Uh, for me, I, I just want to, I just, cause I've been training for the past month. I just want to like something to prove myself. Like I want to, I was, I was thinking about it. I was, I even asked Chris, uh, if it's okay, if I compete, he was like, yeah, you can do whatever you want still far away. So I'm like, yeah, I think I'll compete in, cause in my head, I feel like this, uh, the competition for me, I was, I mean, I, I was thinking about like winning, but at the same time, if I don't, at least I learn a lot from the experience and it would help me better progress as a, as a mixed martial artist. So from that, from that competition, uh, uh, last weekend, I mean, it, it helped me a lot. At least, uh, I know what my lapses are. I know what I need to work on. So, uh, for me, that was, a for, that was an experience because, uh, I haven't competed like for eight years. That was the first competition back that I actually did. Oh, wow. And you hadn't competed in eight years. No, no. Wow. That's, uh, that's cool. And yeah, you did, you did quite well in your division. You had a really close match that they gave the the decision to your opponent. Then you had a, a win by arm triangle. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know how quite big the guy is. It was uh, Dylan beaten that you went against in the open weight, but like, I see him as like a heavyweight and how much energy and, and technique that you were bringing. He was able to get you eventually, but that was, that was an entertaining match too. Yeah. He told me after that, after that one day, Oh, I got tired. That's why I pulled guard. I'm like, so that's when I knew. That's when I know. I'm like, I, I think I did. I did pretty well. So, cause uh, coming from, I didn't. I didn't even know like that he was a purple belt, high level purple belt, until somebody told me at the very end. I'm like, uh, I think I get, gave him a good fight. That's all that matters for me. At least I know that I could. Uh, I could uh, be there and I, I could show them what I, uh, who I really am. Yeah, absolutely. And I thought you did great. And it's just, I mean, obviously jiu-jitsu competition isn't the same as fighting, but you're still getting out there and you're getting over the nerves and, you know, you're, you're learning about a lot about yourself, like you said, kind of win or lose. Mm. And then I'm just trying to test myself out because I, I just want to calm myself when I'm in that situation. Because I feel like uh, when I started uh, at Half F BJJ, uh, I, I had this mentality if I feel like I'm in trouble or I get hurt. I just go at it. I don't care what happens. But right now, uh, all the coaches have been teaching me just to calm down during a, an actual competition. I mean, and now I realize that calming down helps me a lot, especially doing all the techniques. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I could, I, I, I could uh, see myself like being more, uh, when I do like flow rolls, it's much easier because I, I, I could do the techniques much better rather than just like uh, uh, doing it with speed and power and strength. I mean, now I feel like that's why I feel like for myself, that's an accomplishment for myself too. Yeah, I think you're right. And it's really just, like you said, it's just about technique instead of strength and speed. You just want to be smooth and technical. And I find that's when I get the best results when I'm not like trying too hard or just kind of letting it flow. Right. Yeah. So the FLA event, it was originally scheduled for this weekend, I believe, September 25th. Mm-hmm. But for, for a couple of days there, I think it was canceled, but then they, it was brought back. And now it's announced for October 16th, which is coming up in a couple of weeks. Tell us about what was going through your head when you originally heard that it was canceled. And has the extra time been, been good for you? Um, kind of talk us through what that kind of felt like. Uh, well, during that time when I knew that... Uh it got canceled that was uh because uh if if i'm not if not i'm not at work or i'm not uh training i do like uh i do delivery food so that's my extra way of uh, trying to uh uh get extra money uh i was driving i was trying to deliver food and then when i saw the news that it was canceled i was just i just stopped everything and i went home and slept i i, I mean it was a bummer for me but after after I like uh, slept for like thirty minutes, I I kept on thinking about it. I'm like, I think it is a sign too, because uh, uh, 
if it it pushed through. I didn't have my uh like uh my days. I will. I'm supposed to be working on those three days, and my leave didn't get it. Uh, it didn't. Uh, they didn't accept my leave. So good thing it got pushed. I mean, for me, I think everything <laughs> has a everything has a everything has a reason because it got pushed to the 16th of October, and that's my smooth week. So I won't be working the whole week. I'm like. Oh yeah, and then with the training, training wise, I mean, uh, at least I get more training. I get more time to uh, work, work on my skills. Like uh, what happened, uh, I was able to join the competition just to work more on uh, what I need to work more, like uh, takedowns and everything. So it helped me a lot. For me, it wasn't. It, it was for me. I just felt like uh, it was a bummer for like three minutes. But after that, I just realized all the good stuff that that all the good things that uh, if if it got moved, then I realized that it, it would help me a lot more and I could train and I have more time. And at least I'll be fighting at the week that I'm off. So, which is really good. Yeah, it's funny how things work out sometimes, right? Yeah. So these ones, I just kind of call the random questions now. Some of them are about jiu-jitsu or MMA and some of them are kind of ra- uh, just out there and, and yeah, so who would be your all-time favorite athlete? My all-time favorite athlete. I I like I I grew I grew up like uh like uh, with uh with Bruce Lee like looking up to him. Yeah, I don't know if we consider him an athlete, but I think okay. yeah yeah like I grew up uh. Uh, I just the, his philosophy in mixed martial arts, and then the next one would be Anderson Silva. Those two are the for me are the top two that I only really want. But on 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 uh, like uh, on the boxing side, uh, we I have Muhammad Ali too. I mean, just the greatest uh, mixed martial artist of all time. Yeah, absolutely. And are you are you a big Pacquiao fan? Oh yeah, yeah. Like all my all my moves, my stand up moves, I try to copy it with Pacquiao and I I try to incorporate it. So everything that he does, I try to study it. Like all the moves that he does because uh he's a Southpaw, I'm a Southpaw. So uh that's why I learned a lot from him too. Yeah, I was always a big fan of his, especially when he was on his run doing really well and eventually fought Mayweather and all that. He did he's he's still actively fighting. He fought not that long ago. Yeah. And then the way he he's a short fighter, how he uh, how he goes against like tall and bigger fighters. I mean that alone, uh, for me. I mean I look up to how he does that. Yeah, he's he's amazing. In let's let's just talk. Let's just say Halifax. In Halifax, what's your favorite restaurant to eat at? I don't really go out a lot, so I don't. I mean, uh, I like I like the Mexican food though. The like I lo- I love Mexican food, the quesadilla and all that. But I don't really have a like a go to place to uh, a restaurant that I I go out because I I'm just more of a go to the Halifax shopping center, like the food the food court and all that. I just, I don't really uh, go out and eat at the restaurants. Maybe the restaurants with a buffet. Yeah, I, I do that like sushi and all that. I mean, because uh, it's worth the money for me sometimes. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. If it's a buffet, I'm there. <laughs> yeah. What about, what's the last TV show that you binge-watched or kind of got into? Do you watch TV shows? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, the the one that I just watched that I love the most is uh, Money Heist, the La Casa de la Papel. Okay, is that Netflix? Yeah, uh, that's on Netflix, yeah. Oh, nice. I'll have to check it out. Who's your all-time favorite grappler? All-time favorite grappler. Now that's uh, 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 like uh, I, I, back in the Philippines, I, I just uh, uh, the only name that was really big in the Philippines at that time, and I learned a lot too growing up was uh the Gracies when I when I grew when I when I was younger. So Hanzo Gracie and uh, most of them, I watch their videos a lot. So, so I, for me, I think uh, like their family, uh, 
really help uh, my jiu-jitsu when I started to. Yeah, the Gracies are the first family of jiu-jitsu for sure. And they're, uh, yeah, they're amazing. Uh, this one, I usually ask, what's the last technique you learned in class? But you already mentioned kind of at the start of the show that we were doing leg locks and we were working some inside heel hook defense. So instead, I'm going to ask you, what was the last technique that you learned either online, on YouTube, or maybe from the, the wrestling book that tell, tell us a drill or two that you've picked up from that? Uh the the technique that I learned from the book that I read was a uh, like uh the like there's there's one takedown that I've been trying trying to do like this morning too like uh I forget here uh it was a uh, the underhook to cross ankle pick I tried doing that too most of the people that I sparred with this morning. So I pick one move and I try, even if I fail, I try to do it over and over again. I think that would help, even though I, uh, I don't get it successfully. But if I, uh, if I, if I get the, like, uh, the, uh, the proper way to do it. So in the end of the future, I know I'll get it sooner or later. Like same with the leg locks and the ankle locks and everything. Yeah, it just takes time. It's just about getting the repetitions and kind of learning the reactions and, and just taking it from there. If you had to fight one person in a no time limits fight, like old school MMA, and you could pick anyone you want, anybody like living or dead, who would you pick? Who's your kind of dream, dream opponent for a no time limit fight? No time limit fight. Uh, I feel like I wouldn't be in the, the weight class, but Muhammad Ali is just one of the greatest for me in boxing. I feel like the mixed, mixed martial arts side, I mean, the the way he does stuff, the way he dances in the ring, the way he throws the punches. I mean, for me, it's just uh, it's just really beautiful. So, it'd be, it'd be for me, it'd be an honor to be with him, to be able to spar with him or, uh, fight with him. Yeah, absolutely. Three of my favorite movies. Uh, really watch a lot of the like uh the Ip Man, the IP Man. Uh, it's the Wing Chun movie. Like uh, I mean. It was. It also had a story about like uh, the history of uh, Korea. So I mean, the martial arts itself. So it was really good. And then uh, never back down. And the Karate Kid, which uh, they had uh, um, like a sequel on Netflix. To the Karate Kid, yeah, I think there was two answers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What about what's the worst injury that you've suffered from jujitsu or MMA? Uh, the worst one is when I when somebody got me in a kimura and then I didn't tap and then I just heard something on my uh, on my shoulder. Then I mean it was there. Uh, that for me that was the worst one because I heard something pop and then they just put it back to place. So. I could, I could still feel it now, like sometimes too, like, especially when it's really cold, I could still feel my, uh, I could still feel it sore sometimes, but it was a long time ago. It, it was when I was, uh, 18, 19 years old. Yeah, no. And it's, it's good to learn that young, how, how important it is to tap. So, I mean, you don't want to, you don't want that to be happening often. Yeah. That kind of reminds me too. Do you, uh, you should, you should tell the story about, I remember you told me a story about a guy trying to rob you on the bus and you had to use a Kimura. Tell, tell us that story. Uh, yeah. Um, when, when I was uh, like around 18, 19 years old, uh, we had a uh, public transport like uh, in the Philippines. So uh, I took the, uh, the jeepney ride back home and it was around 11 at night. So I was the only one there. And then I had the bus, uh, the driver, and then, uh, there, uh, there was one guy, he, he came up, but the public transport is kind of, you have a lot of space. So I was kind of worried at that time. Cause, uh, he just went really close to me, really close to me. And then I knew he was, uh, he was in a gang cause the way he, the, the way he like uh, wore his clothes and all that. But in my head, I was already ready. Cause like after all the training, this is, this is the time that I would know if it would really work. At that time, I was really young, so I, I'm always into it. And then 
when uh i when he had like uh the a knife and the knife was rusted so it was it was crazy already and then he just uh pointed at my ribs and then he wanted my phone and then back then the phone was like the flip phone the old school phone so uh i tried to hand out hand handed it out to him uh using my right hand so his uh uh the knife was on his right hand like on my ribs so I tried to hand out the phone with my right hand so that he would all his attention would go uh to the phone so when I saw his eyes looking at my phone then when he tra tried to get my phone I just went for the kimura and just uh tried to break it I mean I think I did because I he screamed he screamed like a baby uh, like a baby after so I'm like I think I broke it and then they just told me to just to like uh, push him down. Then he just, uh, we just push him down. I mean, that's how crazy it was. After that, I never rode a jeepney for like how many years? I didn't even <laughs> tell my parents. Um, like I think I told them three, five, six months later. That's why they keep <laughs> asking me why I don't ride the public transport in there. I know I just tell them no, I don't want to, but. I mean, it, it, I had my reasons at that time. <laughs> so when you say you pushed him down, you mean you just like you just like kicked him off the train? Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, because we were going <laughs> downhill, and then there was no car behind us, so it's like just push him out. I'm like, okay, I'm just push him out rather than because uh, it, it it's 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 really crazy how you like uh bring him to the police and all that. I mean, it's a hassle. So. I mean, I did what I did and defended myself, and that's it. As long as he don't remember me or see me again riding the same jeep jeepney, then I'll be fine. So that's why I didn't, I didn't ride the uh, the public transport for like a couple months. Yeah, and I mean, you're a trained martial artist, and you're, I mean, your life's on the line. If this guy's got a rusty knife at your ribs, you know, so you you got to react and you got to do something, and you know. You got to do what you got to do sometimes. And really, it could have been a lot worse if, you know, you would have shot him or stabbed him or something. But yeah, but like we've been talking about martial arts, it's just it's just so great for so many aspects of your life. And most people just think of it just in terms of like self-defense, which it is great for. But it's just like the mental and physical aspects of it coming together is really what makes it a, a beautiful thing. Yeah, it is. So what are some of your goals, Rob, for the future in, uh, in MMA and jiu-jitsu? Are you just kind of taking it day by day or do you have, uh, do you have big kind of aspirations with what you want to do in your MMA career? Tell us what, uh, what you're looking forward to coming up. Uh, like, uh, so like, I'm just, uh, stepping, I'm just going by, uh, like, uh, one, one, uh, one day at a time. I'm, I'm just trying to like right now focus on, uh, what's in front of me so like uh i'm gonna have my fight on october so i'm just trying to focus on that then after that uh i just feel like for the long for the long term uh goal for me in in mixed martial arts is i just don't want to stop until i i can't train anymore i just want to be consistent i don't want to because i already wasted like five six years of not doing anything and just thinking about what if i trained uh, what if I kept on training? Where would I be now? I don't want to think about that anymore. I just want to keep on be be consistent of what I'm doing right now. And on the like uh, on my mixed martial arts uh, career, like after the fight, what whatever whatever happens, uh, I'm just gonna finish my uh, uh, my nursing stuff, like uh, take my exams and be a nurse, and then. I'll see what goes on from thereafter, but I'll still get in the cage. I'll still compete in uh, t tournaments. I mean, it, I, that won't stop me from anything. It's just uh, me trying to balance everything and just uh, make uh, mix uh, just to make make time for mixed martial arts every single day uh, until I can't train anymore. Yeah, that's that's it, man. It's awesome to get you see that. I feel like a lot of people in, in jujitsu, or especially, are kind of cut from the same cloth. But you know, I see see a lot of myself and now it's just like you know you want to you love it so much you just want to do it every day and you know you just make so many great friends and have so many great experiences that it's it's really a, a lifelong journey this whole martial arts process but last question that i that i have for you rob um if you could kind of go back and give yourself some advice when you were say 14 or 15 16 just getting into martial arts what would you kind of tell yourself uh, what tips would you give yourself to um to improve faster say 
Um, like uh, I, w- I would have uh, told myself uh, when I uh, just to keep on going through, no matter like uh, how hard it is, uh, like how hard you're going through in in your mixed martial arts journey or in life, just keep on pushing through. Just keep on doing what you're doing, cause uh, all the hard work, all the discipline, uh, everything. Uh, it, it you won't be. It will come a time that um you'll it will come a time that you'll have uh something come out of it. Uh, so just keep on doing what you're doing, uh, especially for the uh the like uh MMA uh practitioners who are like eighteen, nineteen years old right now. Uh, if you think that you're not uh reaching anything in the in the sport, uh, uh don't think about that. Just keep on doing what you're doing. Uh, just keep on training hard because uh, in the long run, I mean, everything's a long process. You you learn from it and you just uh, uh, you, you keep on training hard because uh, if you keep on doing that, I mean, everything would be really worth it at the end and all the hard work. I mean, you, you can't really have anything easily in life, so you have to really work hard for it. Yeah, I agree with you 100 percent. So. Yeah, man. Thanks for, for talking with me, Rob. You're a super dedicated student and athlete. You're always one of the hardest working people in the gym. I'm sure you're going to do big things with your MMA and nursing with whatever you choose, choose to do. Do you have any sponsors that you want to thank or anything else you want to say to anyone that might be listening to this? Where can people kind of find more of your stuff? Maybe shout out your Instagram or anything you want. Uh, uh, so I just want to, uh, if my, if like in the future, I know my mom and dad would hear me. I would just let, uh, like to say hi Hi, hi to them. Uh, I miss them so much. And uh, uh, like uh, on October 16, uh, uh, we're um, going to be in the cage uh, competing for Fight League Atlantic. Uh, you don't want to miss that. And then um, I just want to thank everyone that, that's supporting me, especially Halifax BJJ, uh, all the coaches that, that are in there day in, day out, trying to help me uh, train really hard. And all the all the teammates. I mean, I wouldn't be here if it, it weren't for all of you guys. That's awesome, man. And it's, uh, yeah, it's great to have you on the team. I love, I love seeing you anytime you show up to class and I know you're going to have uh, going to have a wicked fight. So, so yeah, man, thanks for uh, sharing some time with me and uh, I hope I uh, catch up with you real soon and, and we get some more training. In. Yeah. Me too. Coach. Right on. All right, brother. Have a good night. Yep. Yeah, me too. Take See care. Ya. Bye. Yeah.